Uh, man. That was an enjoyable film. It was. Um, and we've, I think there's going to be some good shit to talk about here. Are you ready to go? Do it. And now, from beautiful Austin-adjacent Leander, Texas, the most prolific independent film and entertainment podcast in history. <laughs> he is Clarkson. I am Jim. We talk shit so you don't have to. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the film thugs. Barbaric! And now this is happening. So, <laughs> oh, God, I think this is, it's so much preferable doing this intro to the old ones. The old ones are so much fun, but, uh, you know. But their time has come. Their time has come, yeah. Um, and I think I, I'm going to start out by referencing a thing, you know. I, I, have I talked on the show about my going to the in and out for the animal style? Mm, yes. Okay. Uh, I like the way you, what you said whilst watching the movie, pineapple on a pizza. It's, it's not terrible. It's just not as good as anything else. Right. And that's how just, I feel still. Just, I think it's the best way to put it. Just keep eating it and wondering what else you could be having at that time. Yes. Yes. Now, this week we are beginning uh, what will be... A year-long endeavor mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. Uh, we're going to go through my Criterion collection one by one. Uh, we're going to watch the movie, then we're going to record, and we're going to discuss that film and how it fits in with other types. We're going to see how it connects. Uh, we are beginning with Criterion disc number one, yeah. uh, The Grand Illusion, and we are going to be discussing other POW movies while we do it. But before we get into that... I have been the author of, of all, all of your pain. <laughs> oh, my God. The new Spectre trailer is the greatest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Um, it's one of those things where just goddamn say he's Blofeld. No. It's like from the second Star Trek movie. He's fucking he's con. con. Just fucking come on. He's con. Come no, on. no. He's, no, no, he's not. No, His he's name not. is different. Brr. No. Nope. Shaka con, but mm -hmm. not con. Not con. No. Christoph Waltz looks so fucking cool in that. Yeah. There's so much. Like, that is one of the few trailers that I look at and I say pretty much everything is on in that. Looks like it. And uh, you have been so close to me so many times. And now I have found that the most addictive uh, impression that I can do is my passably decent Christoph Waltz. You could have potato chips, but you could also have munchos. As much as either way, I'm... Either way, it's fine. You you don't always need to go brand name. You know when you are in H-E-B and you buy the H-E-B brand chips, most of the time those are just Lay's that have been relabeled. <laughs> They're just fine. So you don't need to worry about no. the level of quality of ingredients. They're cheaper and they have the big grab... Symbol on the bag itself. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yes, this is exactly what you should be mm -hmm. looking for with potato chips. Also, from that trailer, Batista looks <laughs> fucking awesome. I'm a giant motherfucker in a suit. Yep. Running through walls. Fucking uh, snapping people's necks. And sh oh, damn. It genuinely is kind of nailing everything. And what's interesting. Good for you, Dave. The, uh, um, the woman in the trailer has the, uh, um, who was a... Uh, it is called Spectre. You know mm -hmm. that one? She was one of the La Petite children in the farmhouse at the beginning of Inglorious Bastards when ah. Christoph Waltz comes in and does that motherfucker of a great scene. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, a little connection there. Nice. Him, th when they cut to him in the fucking Nehru jacket, it was like... Come on. 
God damn it, really? Re- really, we're doing this? Yeah. And, and if it turns out he's not, I'm still going to be happy with the movie, probably. Just not as happy as I would be if, oh, shit, this, he, is, he is who should be this big bad. Yeah. Well, there's just that would be another way to just keep stringing it along. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But uh, I don't know. Outstanding I don't, I don't need stuff. Yeah. Uh. So what else is going on in the world? Um, not much. Not much at all. Uh, sadly enough, uh, nothing new. No, no, uh, no, the, the uh, uh, same bullshit. Yeah, different yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Trump's not going to stop. No, he's not. So, nope. S- shut up. Mm-hmm. Just let it. Let, well, and everyone let is let like, him dance. Uh, he's leading all the polls because he's on every fucking news. You know who was leading the, the polls the last election cycle at this point? Herman Cain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So let's let's calm everyone, it all down. Everyone, calm down. Before that, at uh, one point, who was it? Was it Rick Santorum? I think it was the last. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, here's the, I, the rest Doesn't of the matter. world has to look at us and be like, "Wow, so your presidential election's coming up in in uh, uh, over a year." Yeah. Well, actually, just is it over? No, it's just bare. No, it's it is no, over a, a year. Over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Over a year away, and already all we're ta- all, we are. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Yep. I mean, der- when the last election was over, when the last presidential election was over, it's like, well, and now we got to look ahead to 2016. What's. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. It's four years away. Doesn't matter. Ugh. Yeah. That's. It, it, it's. It's fucking gross. That's all I can say about it is it's, yeah. it's fucking gross. It's disheartening. It's. Ugh. I just can't wait to throw my. Uh, Full support behind absolutely no one. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. And that's where we are now. Is <laughs> it's like nobody. who is able to get half of forty percent of America yeah. to vote for them? Because that's what yeah. that's what it is. We're we're getting half of less than half <sighs> to vote for them. That's what was so funny with the last uh, midterm election. It was like uh, the lowest voter turnout on record. It was a difference of point. Three percent, lowest ever. Yeah, lowest ever, lowest ever. Blah 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 blah. They're Never a terms. It's just the shit when people. It's essentially now everything is so binary. I'm so opposed to any binary system now. Where it's, <laughs> oh, you're Democrat or you're Republican. Well, most people aren't either. No, uh, their shit falls somewhere in the middle. But it's the fact that you now feel like the guy that I knew who was huge Obama supporter, and when the shit was going down with the NSA, oh, they need those phone records on you. Because what, and he was a guy who a couple years earlier was screaming about warrantless wire wiretaps on targeted people. It's like, oh, it's just shredding the Constitution. Now they're collecting shit on everyone. Oh, but, oh, no, no, they need that. Uh huh. Okay. When you totally buy in and throw yourself behind one party to the point that you will contradict yourself to avoid contradicting them. That's You're not a paying problem. Attention. When yeah. I when I encounter one of those on mm-hmm. either side, it list, it tells yeah. me immediately. Yeah, you haven't read enough. Exactly. You haven't learned enough about yeah. what you're following or who you're following yeah. or what you're thinking or why mm-hmm. you think the way you're thinking. You've never even yeah. stopped to ask yourself why yeah. you think that way. Yeah. Well, it's so like, that didn't make me yeah. better than you. Or mm-hmm. even, I'm not saying that. That just makes me calculate. Yeah. Well, uh, some cer- and, certain and, things about you. Yeah, and it's not just the on the one side. It's whenever you have a small government, quote unquote, conservative. Shit. Who, when they see shit like that woman in Houston getting arrested, hey, if you just keep your mouth shut and it's are not polite. How this works. That's not how this works. Like, uh, yeah, how about the officer is polite and professional? Yeah. How does that, how about we do that instead of saying a citizenship? Because here's the deal. 
when that cop walked up and was like, oh, you look a little annoyed. Legally, you could look at him and go, yeah, you fucking cocksucker. I'm fucking annoyed with motherfuckers like you. Can't get a real goddamn job fucking harassing me. And legally can't do anything. Right. Not saying it's a smart thing to do. No. But here's the deal. When I'm in a classroom... I have students say shit like that to me all the time. I'm not allowed to hit them. I'm not allowed to wrestle them to the ground. Right. I have to go, okay, you know what? Just we're stepping back. We're don't take the shit all personal and make it a oh we got whoa, oh, 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 how dare you? It's on, it's on. I'm gonna light you up. Barbaric. We don't know what you would have done, mm -hmm. Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barbaric. Oh. Oh, barbaric. It's barbaric. <laughs> oh, there it is. Because he's so sad. He's so genuine at the end of it. Yeah. That's a, that, that one pisses me off more than any just because it's the people who are like, it's got to be on me. And somebody put the most beautiful statement on it. It's like, so I have to be afraid that I might be considered rude or I might end up in jail or dead. That's right. If, Welcome to it. Anybody who doesn't have a fundamental problem with that is not paying attention and is more dedicated to this idea. I have also now come... From any time that somebody, it's 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 official. Just saying at the end of any uh, at the end of a message means you're a cock. <laughs> oh man, if she just put the cigarette out and been polite, maybe she'd still be alive. Just saying. Just saying. I wonder how long it's going to be before somebody paints a Hitler mustache on the Glenn Beck billboard. Just saying. You're an ignorant ideologue. Who should be more upset about that? Mm -hmm. Hitler or Glenn Beck? Yeah. Mm. Hitler wouldn't cry about it. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Glenn Beck. <laughs> and it's, it's oh. like we say all the time, it's both sides. Yo, both sides oh, are fucking God. annoying. My goodness what, gracious. And what I love with this new one is like, uh, all these people who just, you know, they aren't showing the respect that a president deserves. They're looking to pick holes in anything that Obama does. Not like, you know, People didn't like Bush, but they didn't. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. How many movies about assassinating Bush came out during his presidency? Could we make mm. a film yeah. called Assassinating Barack Obama uh, no. and have the same coverage? Nope. Not Why at all. Why is that? I don't know. But it's mm. one of those things where like even Esquire, you know, worst dressed president of all time. George, of course it's George Bush. I get it. You don't like it. <laughs> Rolling but... Stone's new uh, issue is the most successful president ever. Uh-huh. Barry. But here's the thing. Which, whatever. Based uh, off Rolling Stone, I, now I... Is he? I, is he the president? Yeah, I doubt whether sure. or not he's yeah. even the president now that Rolling Stone has reported that. I don't that. know about that. Yeah. Everything yeah. is brought into question the now. The assassination of credibility. <laughs> Jesus. And it's... Uh, I thought Bush, to quote my dad, was a dildo. Yes. Yes, but I'm not fond of the new guy either. But both of them got tremendous amounts of shit from the people who hated them. Yeah, and I'm sorry if for anyone like anyone who's who says, "Oh well, they, they were nice to Bush." No, they fucking weren't. No, they weren't. They weren't. Sorry, they weren't. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. No. I'm just saying it's incorrect just, to say it. Just pointing out the facts. Yeah. Whether I agree with mm. it on either stripe doesn't matter. And I actually I don't. I don't I'm, really give a shit. Yeah. I'm. It's, it's so. Just saying. Uh, just saying. Just saying. That's all. Just saying. So, <sighs> on to happier talk. Prisoner of War movies. Now, this I'll one. Tell you, yeah. First of all, before we get started, uh -huh. this is the first time I've ever, I've ever seen yeah. The Grand Illusion. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking this film could really benefit uh -huh. from a clown. Oh, yes. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Needs clowning all the way through. A clown in a World War One POW camp is, um, I don't know, lighter. That sort of thing. You know, what you need to understand is that would simply be adding levity to the whole thing, and it would make the children enjoy the film so much more. Um, <laughs> yes, children in an oven. Overall, what is your take on this as a prisoner of war war movie in general? What's your take on it? Well, first of all, as a movie itself, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It is. It as really a is. Yeah. As it's put together, the pacing, uh-huh. as you brought up during the uh, viewing, mm-hmm. um, could be today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of these older pictures tend to drag on. Yeah. This one doesn't. It zips along. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of the dragging on comes from, I, I was listening to the, the James Bonding podcast, and they were mm-hmm. talking about the early oh, Sean God, Connery yeah, movies, yeah. how it's like, they show him checking into the hotel, going down the hallway to his room, entering the room, yeah. getting his stuff, talking to the guy, ordering breakfast. They show all of these little unnecessary steps. And this had a little bit, sort of, but sort not of. really, because everything felt like it mattered. And when it when it was just something, everything was very much kind of like a play. Mm-hmm. They set mm-hmm. the scenes up and they go dim. And, yeah. and uh, the points that need to be made are given more time. Yeah. The yeah. things that aren't, they really aren't. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a whole lot of fat at no, all. No, not at all. It's a very lean film. So uh, 114 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Did not feel like it. Didn't feel like it. No. Uh-uh. In fact, I was like, God damn, it's over? Yeah. It's, it. it's an excellently made film. Yeah. Uh, and... What I remember noticing, because I haven't seen it in years, watching it and saying, wow, every character in this is a human. Yeah. And that's the big deal. Now, let's talk title first, because this leads us into a lot of it. Um, I had first heard that the title, The Grand Illusion, referred to World War I itself. Mm-hmm. Then I've heard other people say that it's a reference to borders between countries. Then it's I've heard illusion. it was also yeah. patriotism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I guess it could be all three. Right. It probably is. Yeah. Given that Jean Renault's um, politics were that of the Jean, popular... You mean Jean Renoir? Jean Renoir. What did I say? Jean Renault. Jean Renault. You know, he's yeah, so professional. Yeah. Excuse me. Jean Renoir. Renoir's yeah. uh, politics tend to be with the popular movement. Yes. The government uh-huh. at the time. Right. That's where his sympathies were anyway. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it seems to fit in that. Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, what, well, the direction he goes, the the kind, the, his take on war, his take on um, patriotism, the difference between classes. Yeah, the class means um, social class uh-huh. is more important than uh, nation, national unity yes. or identity. Yes, uh huh. That's what's coming across pretty strong. And he nails it pretty oh, tightly sure. there. And it's fascinating because we we've discussed this before. World War One was such a different kind of war completely complete and not just from like you've said before it was the introduction of mechanized death yeah slaughter and, on a mass scale yeah and it changed because before that point wars were very you were you got relatively close yeah yeah it was up um, close uh, and yeah. with this it was there were bits of it in the civil war uh, in the states with you uh, know, the gatlin gun or early versions of it mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you could kind of see right this industrial death coming over the hill. Yeah. But yeah. by the time we got to World War One, it was uh-huh. completely different. So you had society, uh-huh. societies, cultures that had, especially in Europe, a, a, a history of war and how wars yeah. were fought between men. Yes. And classes notwithstanding. Right. Same thing. They all did. Yeah, yeah. So you have this whole uh, 
setup and structure of how war is to be carried out. Yes. And they come with all this tradition uh-huh. and all this civility and manners uh-huh. and all that, especially the upper classes. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they do. They, yeah. They led the others. Right. That's what it was. And that's how it always was. If you look at it, you know, like Prince Harry yeah. joined the army because that's what you do. What You're you a do. nobleman. You are in the military. And you have all that tradition. You have all that history. And then it is, and they go marching off into a war they had no idea was yeah. going to be like yeah. this. And yeah. then they're given just just wholesale slaughter. Yeah. I mean, the trench warfare shit is... And, and that's what's fascinating about this. How many World War I movies do you see that do not ever show a trench? Yeah. Don't ever reference a trench, any of that. It is, mm-hmm. it, it is removed from that world, which makes it very interesting. Yeah. Makes it a very interesting film. But, uh... Well... Yes, it's removed, but also, and I've I've heard other, excuse me, I've read other critics say this, Uh and I agree. Yeah. This is much more a film about the tensions of the 30s than really the First World War. Right, yeah, yeah. Because that's what makes, well, and if you think about it on that that front, World War I was just the illogical conclusion of all of the tensions of the 30s. Yes. Because World War I, I mean, if you look at it, World War II, we can say why it happened. Mm-hmm. World War One, why did it happen? You can it's go with the, you go with the whole way, well, yeah, Frank. You know, with the assassination of Franz Ferdinand and mm-hmm. in, in Bosnia. But that, honestly, the more you really look at it, was the excuse for this to happen because it's a it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, that I've only read a little bit about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. Man, you talk about the foundations of the 20th century. You, yeah, yeah. You get down to that because because of that war, uh-huh. almost everything else was a reaction to that. Yeah, people um, people that were affected from from the aristocracy, from the arts. Yeah. D. H. Lawrence, Wyndham Lewis, yeah. Yates, all of their lives, all their work, everything was affected so dramatically because of that. Yeah, Italy. Was mm-hmm. on our side in World War One yes. because they got their asses kicked so bad mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. Their reaction was hum- national humiliation, yeah, and fascism, real fascism, yes. was able to get a foothold there. Uh-huh. Spain, uh, even the reaction, um, it, Italy's fascist reaction to World War One was a military. Um, totalitarian reaction to what was happening with Russia. Yeah, Russia's coming in. Uh-huh. Germany. Yeah. Hitler and Nazism would never fucking happen mm-hmm. without World War One. Oh, absolutely because it was a not. military reaction to. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Oh, not at all. Yeah, facts. Yes, yeah, why it, was it happened? A militant reaction to what was going on. Well, and if you look at it, had World War One not been, had we not had the world not been dicks at oh. the end of World War One and said, well, okay, so there were all these tensions that were built for years, all this shit that was totally just the way shit, uh, and it exploded. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead. It's Ger- Germany, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. And basically what that's like, here's how I'll look at it. Here's, here's a way of putting it. If you had a string of black cats, fireworks, and you light the fuse, brrr, and then you go, okay, this one right in the middle, that's the reason all this damage occurred. Right. It's ridiculous, and it destroyed, like, it destroyed that country. Yeah. Economically, like, we don't under, we think... We know inflation, but the hyperinflation of no. Weimar, yeah. went where it's like, yeah, within a few years, it went from, you know, like three Deutschmarks to the dollar to, you know, 
Yeah. Two billion Deutschmarks to the dollar. Mm-hmm. Where, where you look it up. There are pictures of children building forts yeah. with stacks of money. Yeah. To buy bread. Yeah. Yeah. That what I love is it's like what happened with is it Nairobi that just had the uh, or Zimbabwe that just had their currency totally yeah. collapse. There's things that that people have put out where. It's a sheet of, of Nairobi bills taped together with printing on it. It said, this is cheaper than printing on paper. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just total collapse of it. But that did lead to basically everything. Yeah. Everything in the 20th century. It's a, it's a ripple that we are still feeling. Yeah. Well, it's the... Every, every strata, every class, everything from... Economics to mm. art to science to every, everything. Nine eleven right. happened because of a sandwich in the nineteen teens. <laughs> you know, the guy who killed Franz uh, F- Archduke Ferdinand was part of a plot that got busted up. And right. he, while waiting to rendezvous with his guys, was sitting in a cafe having a sandwich when the Archduke pulled by and he pop shot him. Right. That caused World War One, which led to all of that shit that caused World War Two, which led to the splintering of East of of Europe. Yeah. Which led to the Soviet Union occurring, which led to the invasion of Afghanistan, which led to the US backing the Mujahideens in Afghanistan, which led to the training of Osama bin Laden. Yeah, there's the ripples of history are ridiculous. Yeah, but this movie was fascinating because it was such a pivotal, changing moment. Mm-hmm. Before wars had been, at least, up close and personal. Somebody went off to war. Yeah, they they were. You hope they wouldn't die. You went off to World War One. Odds are he ain't coming back. No. Odds are very heavy that this person is not coming back. As they put it in the film, uh, when a commoner dies in war it's a tragedy uh-huh. when the one of the aristocrats dies in war it's our way out exactly yeah yeah no. and what you, what's funny is looking at the treatment of these people granted we were only looking at officers yes. mostly in this the treatment of the officers was so different i mean when it begins with these guys flying a reconnaissance mission and getting shot down mm-hmm. and uh the guys like oh if they're uh, they, they go switch to the germans where that we've got these new prisoners uh, well, if they are uh, officers, invite them for lunch. Make a spe- make your special punch. Yeah, this will be wonderful. They come in. Oh, it's so nice to have you here. Have a seat. We apologize yeah. for sh- I yeah. apologize for shooting you down. Yeah, sorry about that. They're eating, and a fucking wreath of flowers comes into the room. That is to this pilot who died in flames from those who shot you down. Right, and it is not. A, it was a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. We. To you need to know. We didn't want that to happen. We're doing this because we got to. It's our duty. Yeah. Then in the there, I have never seen a and all of this shit was based off the experiences of someone that he knew that uh, that Renoir knew who he said been captured seven times and escaped seven times. Mm -hmm. So this man, it was written based off experiences of people who knew the prisoner of war camps. And the way the guards treated them, you know, oh, hey, guys, come on. It's our, it was polite. It was you know, nicer than cops treat people in America now. Yeah. It, it was a very polite, very, hey, nice out, right, right this way. We'll get you taken care of. To where they knew him. Hey, Arthur. Yeah. When, when they left, Arthur, see you later. When the guy freaks out and has a breakdown because he's been kept in solitary for months, and the, uh, the German guard is like, here's some cigarettes. And a harmonica. Here's a harmonica. Come on, let, just cheer up. And then he stays outside the cell. Yeah. He stays outside, and when he starts playing the harmonica, he's like, awesome. Okay, okay he's all he's right. Good. good, good. 
they were fucking human to each other. Yeah. You know, when they left the camp, goodbye. It was nice. They go to the new camp. The, the guards are polite. Right. You know, they, they take his hat and start searching it, and the dude grabs it back. He's like, oh, sorry. It's what we have to do. Right. And it, it was such a different idea. You know, and then you have von Stroheim uh, mm -hmm. playing the, the, German, the German soldier turned commandant of the, the camp who was like... Come on, hang. No, you come hang out with me. Why are you so nice to me? Because we're real soldiers. Right. We are real soldiers. We are of the aristocracy. This right. war will be the end of us. Yeah. But you're the career military. You were in the family. You are in this because your family name dictated it so. Right. That's As why I am in here. Oh, I need to talk to a peer. Yeah. Yeah. It's really uh, an amazing look at it because. And he's right. Yeah. There, that, I think. Seemed to me to be the heart of the film. Uh -huh. Even though there were other parts you could say, well, that's the heart when they're looking across uh, uh -huh. into Switzerland. I yeah. can't tell the difference between, you know, yeah. German snow and, and Swiss mm -hmm. snow. Um, yeah, nature doesn't give a shit. Nature doesn't care, which yeah. is true. That's it is probably true. the yeah. deepest heart. But yeah. it seemed to me like, other than the burning book scene, which a little on the nose. A little bit, a little um, bit, yeah. Um, that particular scene's, well, mm -hmm. we can't stop time. We're no longer needed. Yeah. Yep. I'm screwed. Yeah. That's not, whether that's true or not. Right. I don't know. Depends on what you read. But yeah. it's true that that, that time is going. Yeah. That largely, they don't have an aristocracy worth the title of aristocracy. Right. They may uh -huh. have gambled and drank and hoard away mm -hmm. any moral claim they had on the people yeah. that still believe they had that. Well, if you look at the, even the, the guy, and I'm terrible with names, so I don't remember, but they were like, yeah, if you and I were, lost everything... We'd just be two bums. If he lost everything, he would still be Monsieur, right. whatever his name was. Yeah. yeah. It's that, that oddity where if you... Very different. If you look at it, uh, was it Rosenberg had the... Like, yeah, Rosenthal, yeah. Rosenthal. We came to here with nothing. Now we have three this. chateaus with hunting no. keeps. This, 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 all of it. I own a shitload of France. But in the eyes of those folks... It doesn't matter. It does not matter it's the, at all. It's like the end of The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Or towards the end. Uh -huh. It's like, I'm just as good as you are. Oh, no, you're not. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I have just as much money. It doesn't matter how much yeah. money you have. Mm -hmm. This is a completely different way of dealing and looking at the world. Yeah, yeah. And you are not an aristocrat. And it's so very foreign to people who are born from outside of Oh, that. yeah. Because with us, it's like, oh, wow, well, you know, this guy was born with nothing, and he worked his way up, and he's great, and he great... As opposed to, oh, that guy, he inherited us. Oh, but he comes from such a good family. Mm -hmm. Oh, he doesn't have to yeah. work for his money. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what's so strange to us is that yeah. what, what the American ethos says is good, come from nothing, build it up, yeah. is as bad as it can get for the people within <laughs> that other side. Like, oh, oh yeah. he had to work for it. Oh, yeah. a real man makes money off the lands that he owns that were right. given him by his father. Right. You know, and the 17th Earl of Sauce and Fiddle on Tim, you know, <laughs> yes. like, Jesus Christ, it's so mind-boggling. But what's, what's cool about this movie, I think, is the, the, the definite sections, because there is, like, the, uh, the tunneling out, mm -hmm. then there is the figuring out a real plan, then there is the illusion of real, of real life. Yes. And it's that third part that is really sort of beautiful and heartbreaking when they escape the prison camp, the two guys escape the prison camp, and then find that farmhouse. Right. And the woman who goes through 
my husband died here, my yeah. brothers, he died here, he died here, he died here. It Lost is all of them in the Battle of Verdun. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now you two assholes are here. Yep. Great. But it's like, so here with these two guys, we can pretend yeah, that we'll the war's not happening. Yeah, yeah, playing house. That's it. At reach that point, we have to go. And they're leaving. Aren't you going to look back? Nope. If yep. I do, I will not be able to leave. Right. Because think about that. You're in the midst of that shit, and you find that place. A little oasis in the middle of hell. Exactly. Exactly. Just this amazing place that is home, for lack of anything else, for a moment, at least a moment. For guys that just a few years before would ha- were in stunned silence as they did a, when the first actor comes out in drag yeah. for their play. Uh-huh. It's like that's... Because that's how they haven't seen their, their wives or girlfriends uh-huh. or whatever, uh-huh. or woman mm-hmm. in eons. Yeah. So these same people... To see that and uh-huh. be silent for a few beats, uh-huh. to then a few years later being further away from the people right. they love, uh-huh. and then having home. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the, the warmth of home, not yeah. just some broad. Yeah, you know, a child, and yeah. we're doing Christmas for the little right. girl. It's right. and that shit is really amazing when you look at it. Because yeah, all the things you're fighting for anyway. Exactly, and but what's great is it that brings home the idea of the illusion further because. This is what I want back home, and it's the exact same thing here. We are all fighting to get back to the exact same thing. That Why did we, we leave? That wasn't really being threatened by anyone. Yeah. And that's where like the whole World War, uh, the World War II thing blows my mind is because it's like, yeah, in World War II, it was um, there was a reason. Mm-hmm. You had, you know, there yes, there were people whose lives were being threatened mm-hmm. by this. Right. And fuck, yeah, we had to do something. Something had to fucking be done. Right. But World War One, no, no, there was no army rolling through conquering everything. No, it was shit happened. I declare war on you, 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 you. Fuck everybody. Fuck everybody. Let's do this. Yeah. And then every other. I love the Onion in the Our Dumb Century book. Their picture of um, World War One breaking out. It was like, holy shit. And it was a picture of Europe with arrows pointing back and forth between every country. It's like, yeah. Yeah, pretty pr- much. Pretty much. It's, and what's weird, if you look at it, you see a picture of all of the royals in Europe at the mm-hmm. time, and they all kind of look exactly the fucking same. Yes. Because they're all from the same family. Yeah. And so it is just a big family feud. <laughs> it is just a big old game of thrones. What? No. What the yeah. fuck? Exploding ever fucking war. The fire rises. It is a, an amazing movie because you can look at it and apply those different things to the different parts. You know, is is the war the illusion of the countries? Is patriot? What is the yeah, illusion? It's all it's all just as relevant as and the next a one. lot of it is based off what your knowledge of that history is. For somebody who doesn't know shit about World War One, it is uh, you know that the illusion is the difference between them. Maybe, maybe who knows? It is. I mean, well, it's, I mean, it really genuinely is. Yeah, Europe is just it's been thousands of years of uh-huh. well. Those people across the river yeah. don't like them. Don't like the look of that fool. Yeah. And that's just it. I, I know Renoir. Uh huh. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> has the idea of a united Europe. And right. It's, it's great. It's uh, great on paper. It is. Fortunately, it is. we're dealing with human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to work out. Yeah, really. A uh, united anything. Think uh-huh. about a group of you and your friends or your mates uh-huh. going out. To the to the bar or whatever, and 
you're in your group, four or five people, uh-huh. and someone just comes walking up to you yeah. and says hi. You don't know who, you don't know who they are. They're yeah. the other, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're hostile to them, right. but they're the other. Yeah. That concept uh-huh. of the other, yeah. we're never, never ever going away. escape yeah. it. Nope. I don't give a sh- It doesn't make a shit. Mm-hmm. If, if you're all for... Uh, you know, the nation of Islam, we should all be black and, and Muslim, okay? And the entire planet is that. Uh-huh. You will find a way to yeah. hate the guy next to you. Mm-hmm. There'll be somebody, I mean... Welcome to the Irish Catholic Republic of... Yes. Of whatever. Uh-huh. Of handicapped hot fries. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's we, what, uh, we will find a way to hate each other. Yeah, it's what I say. If you look at Ireland, those are two groups of people fighting over what type of Christianity is right. <laughs> That's what they do. What type? They just give yeah. a different excuse. Yeah. It's like, you know, th- th- that... Have you met the Scottish? Yeah, shit. Holy shit. It's like, these people in in this area refer to a water fountain as a bubbler. Let's go to war. Yeah, I'm going to the fucking <laughs> yes. mattress on this. Another it, beer? Sure. Yeah. They crack their egg on the wrong side. Yes, yes. Well, <sighs> it's like I have... Uh, for those who listen to the show for a while, I don't think you'll be surprised to find that there are things that piss me off for no reason. Um, and a new one has kind of arisen for me recently. Right. And it was it was sort of brought home. Yesterday, I burned my arm quite oh, no. badly by spilling a, 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 a cookie sheet's worth of bacon grease on it. Mm, it doesn't hurt anymore. Uh, but they're still blistered and shit. And I posted a thing about it on Facebook. And Nicole said, oh, but, but, ta- but, a taste, but tasty. Right. And it's like more blistery. Right. But I have grown now to where, and it's not like I hate, I don't feel like this the way I do towards people who back into parking spaces. I hate the word tasty. Because it's, <laughs> it's just describing the presence of taste. It's not uh, ascribing a value to it. It's full of taste. Yes, it is full of taste. I could give you a shopping bag full of manure, and that does mm. have a lot of taste in it. It does. Not necessarily one that you want in your mouth. Maybe now, mushrooms. I get that, yes, there is an, you know, an implied that it tastes good, but for some reason, it just, but like the word veggies fucking bugs me. Yeah. I feel one. like you're trying to talk a child into doing something the child doesn't want to do. Is this going to involve a plane that's also a carrot? Mm. Who knows? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's like there's the machine that le- there's the new device that lets you make pasta out of the vegetables. Uh, yeah, it's not um, really it. It no, no, wait. no. It doesn't make pasta out of vegetables. It makes vegetables look like pasta. There we go. And there are people who call it vegetti, vegetti, um, vagina. Yeah, vagina. Brian said they were talking about something at lunch the other day uh, during the year at, <laughs> oh my at, God, at work. That's the worst. And Brian said, "Oh yeah, vegetti." And I went, "You are a grown ass fucking man. Do not say vegetti. Say vegetable pasta. Say." Fucking strips of vegetables. Do not, under any fucking circumstances, <laughs> use the word vigetti. 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 That's a Yeah. It sounds like he's the uh, he's running for council seat in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Vote for vigetti. <laughs> Vincento vigetti. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that bugs me. Um, and yeah, so that I, what were we talking about that led me no on that? Fucking I have idea. no idea either. Um, no, we're talking about words that you hated. Yeah, words that I hated. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was something else that brought us in there. There was your, some uh, connection there. My burn. No, the burn was a, 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 a segue. Fuck, who knows? Mustard oh, gas. Actually, no, what uh, I was saying, 
I, there's shit like that that pisses me off, but I'm not ready to go to war about literally any of it. There are people out there that have violently different beliefs than I do. Yes. I am not willing to start. I, we talked about this the other day where people who argue shit online, it's, I, a couple years ago, got over the need to be right. Boy, welcome. And what it was, a woman I knew posted a thing online where she was like, could any of my Republican friends please explain Ugh. to me how... And my first thought was, why? You don't want uh, like you're just coming to me as a friend, and I was I'm not a Republican. I'm a card carrying right. libertarian. I can vouch for this. I've yes, seen it. I have one in my wallet. Uh, but first off, who are you to demand me explain anything to you? Right. And if it had been worded differently, could you please help me understand this? I then go to why the fuck do I care if you understand it? Yes. Oh, well, you know, don't you want me to? No, I don't. No, I don't care. I don't. I'm over the need to be right. I'm over the need for you to agree with me. Yeah. And all I see with people is this need to be right. Yeah. And I don't get it. That's what leads so much to this. Like my friend Steven and I were having a conversation about something at the bar at Beer Market the other mm -hmm. night. And I said, you know, I have this feeling when it comes to any political discussion uh, that I shouldn't enter into it unless I'm able to explain your point of view to you in a way that you agree with, and you can right. do the same for me. And I sat there and I did. I said, "You're feeling on because we were talking about the uh, the the bakery that wouldn't sell yeah, yeah. cakes to gay people." And I said, "Here's the thing: your feeling is that yes, though they have the right to refuse service if they're doing it this categorically, then it opens the door to this." And I I went through this thing, and he said, "Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes, you are correct." I said, "Okay, then let's talk about how we address this in a way that makes sense." Right. And that's what we did, and it was a great conversation because it wasn't, no, you're wrong, no, you shut up, how dare you. It no. was two adults sharing ideas, which is Shocking. a novel concept nowadays, evidently. You would think. Mm -hmm. If you only uh, yeah. watch the news or yeah. listen to radio or look at any social media at all or and like, any I, access to the internet at all. I would love to have a show that was people of different ideas having a discussion and it, that you weren't allowed to yell or do any of that shoe banging nonsense. Mm. Just actually talk. And I realize nowadays that shit would, <laughs> even the cameramen wouldn't watch it. No, no. Because that's not what we want anymore. That's no good. Both sides needed to be a binary, yes, no, good, bad, we are going to win, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, no. I, I've gotten <laughs> to the point now. Mm hmm. Where even if it's something I know uh -huh. is correct, right. and not even politically, uh -huh. I mean mundane shit, right. everyday things, uh -huh. how to hold a knife. Right. Unless we are in a certain, you're in a certain circle of, of my friends and yeah. or family, uh -huh. and or family, yes. there are family members I won't talk to about this either, talk yeah. like this to either. If you're, unless you're inside that, if you're in that circle... Then, if you're holding a knife in a dangerous way, right? Dangerous, uh, not yes. the way that you're comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. You've been doing for twenty it fucking just years. Looks weird. And some smart yeah. ass says, "You should really do that." No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you if you're doing it one way and it works for you, whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you're a child, like if you're uh, my nephew, for example, yeah. who's you know 13, 12, however old he is, and he's walking around with a knife and he's holding it the wrong way, he may cut his finger. Yeah. I'll say, hey. Let yeah. me show you how to do that. Case. Yes, uh, because let's be honest, Kason will cut his finger off. Probably he'll he will. Yes, like, it, let me let me show yeah. you. And, okay, we yeah. go. If you're using a knife in a way that I don't, yeah, but you've been doing it for just as long as I have. Yeah, I can say a fucking thing. I don't give a yeah. shit. Does uh -huh. it work for you? Great. Yeah, yeah. That's how much I don't need to be right about anything. Mm -hmm. 
I can be in a room with someone who violently disagrees with me. I mean violently disagrees. Yeah. If knew half the things I believe to be true would hit me with a fucking flange. Yeah. I, I, no. Nope, not why. You'll never fucking know. Yeah, because I don't care. Yeah, I it's not worth it. I don't. I don't give need... any. I don't give advice unless yeah. someone asks. Yeah, because I don't need to be right. Nope, I don't. And and it it is an apathy that is healthy. <laughs> I don't know because, what it is. Yeah, but it's here because nothing's worse than it has to be right. I've been corrected at work. Like I get, I get those. Uh, H E B has the colored uh, vegetable soups where it's like this is all greens, this yeah. is all red fruits, and. Uh, it has a fucking spout on it, so you can drink it out. You can pour it in and heat it, or it says, or drink from here if you like. Right. And this woman I wear was, oh, God, you're just drinking like that. I said, yeah, it says drink like this. Uh, yeah, it says, if you like. And I was like, <laughs> bitch, are you crazy? Oh. Are you fucking crazy? Hear me. Oh, my God, you need to be right. Uh. You need to be fucking. Okay, yes, you're right. I'm just a caveman drinking soup from a fucking mouth spout on the goddamn box that it's in. You're right. I'm, I'm just a caveman. What's wrong? I don't you? understand your world. Um, but at the same time, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care at all. Right. Even a little bit. It does not fucking matter to me. And my apathy is such that Fort Renoir's heartfelt uh-huh. statement of war is an illusion. Yeah. Patriotism, patriotism is an illusion. Border uh-huh. is an illusion. Right. Everything's an illusion. We should all just. Be one happy family and deal. Mm. Yeah. My apathy is such that... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's cute. It's cute. It is. It's cute. Well, it's not that your apathy is such. It's that your realization of how the world actually works. Just slightly on the pessimist scale. Right. Well, right. What does that mean exactly? It means uh. I'm bad at parties. You know, the true detective. Gig. Right. Uh-huh. I'm not quite there. Right. Because I like laughing too much. Yeah. Yeah. But... Pretty much, mm-hmm. I'm there. Right. Like, we're pretty much fucked anyway. Yeah. So, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And be as nice to everyone yeah. as you can. Don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, smile. Say hi. How you doing? That's that's shake people's hands. That's all you can really do. Yeah. Remember, everyone else is a person with a point of view, and not nice. just somebody for you to sh- shout down so that you can get a high five from your dicky friends later. Right. Maybe that's, that's what, what Renoir was saying. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Just fucking stop. Be fucking nice <laughs> to each other. Don't be a dick. Yeah. That's really all you need. Oh, uh, man. But, so, but it is beautiful. It really it is, is a gorgeous goddamn made, movie. Yeah. Superbly acted. Mm-hmm. As we said before, lean as lean can be. Yeah. Um, I, I get it. Yeah. I know why this is so revered. Yeah. Now, let's talk prisoner of war movies. Right. Now... To do this, I think the first one that you have to talk about, my, my temptation is to go for the big one, but I think the first one you got to talk about is Stalag 17. Okay. Because that's really the granddaddy of them. It, it, you have seen Stalag 17, yes? I've only seen it once many years ago, and it was one of those that I was like flipping through channels and it was on, and I was like, I'll watch this for a little while. So goddamn engaging. Really? It pulls you in beautifully, and it holds you the whole time. It's very much a. It is the prototypical prisoner of war movie. Right. Planning the escapes. Who is the? Who's working with the Germans? Right. Who's not? It's really outstandingly well done. So, as you haven't seen it, there's yeah. not much discussion there. So we can talk about the big one, which would be the Great Escape. That I've seen. That everyone's seen. Now I will. I'm going to say this up front. If you really want a good 
good in-depth dissection of this movie, you can do no better than to listen to the Stinking Paws podcast talk about it. Mm-hmm. They did one, uh, I don't remember how long ago, but they did one a little ways back, and they, they went into it, because this is that movie that uh, they always played on, they always got played on Christmas. This is one of those movies that every Christmas, this is going to get played. <laughs> and um, it's one of those that you look at and you go, oh, well, you know, yeah, dad's not on work at work that day. He's home with the family. And uh, we'll put this on so when he gets gets a, his, his third toddy into him, <laughs> he'll be able to sit there and be like, that's what put the great in Britain, damn it. Right. Um, and here's, to start it off, an interesting thing. Uh, Hope and I discuss history shit a lot because, you know, she researches stuff online all the time and I like to research stuff. And there is this, like, very stupid jingoistic American idea that if it wasn't for us, you'd all be speaking German. You oh, okay. war. And the best sentence I have ever heard about what won World War II is British intelligence, American steel, and Russian blood. Yeah. Won World War II. Yeah. Now, the American... People who'd never been here had no concept of the manufacturing capabilities of this country. That's why one of the generals, when they said, well, we're going to bomb them, who'd gone to school in the U.S. was like, you don't want to do that. <laughs> they are going to be able no. to churn out equipment in a, at a rate you can't understand. You don't understand the resources. Yeah, because we are, like, Texas is larger, much larger than England, Larger than France. Oh, England can fit larger, in Texas seven times? Yeah, something times, along something those like lines. That? We are, Mark, Texas is larger than every country in Europe. Yeah. And we are one of, at the time, 48. Yeah. Yeah. One, well, 50. No, no, wait, 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 I don't it? know. I don't know. Because oh, I think Hawaii was already, so at least 49. We'll say one of 49. Right. And that is. That is terrifying if you think about it. The amount of shit we are able to just fucking hammer out. And with that, when it became war, we're doing this, we were fucking churning stuff out. So it was American steel. Our equipment, yes. Russian blood without fucking question. Oh, yeah. But you cannot overlook the British intelligence because British intelligence service, fucking spot on. You are some crafty motherfuckers, England. God love you. You are some crafty bastards, and thank God you've always been on our side after that war where we said and we didn't want you around anymore. And it's all been worth it. Yes. Oh, it has. Finally. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But wonderful shit. And that's what I love about The Great Escape, was it was one that was so representative of, yes, there are Americans and Australians, but the Brits are running the fucking show on this yeah. one. Yeah. And they were so upfront about that. Yeah, we're going to have Steve McQueen. If you think about it, that movie was so representative of what World War II was really like. You had the Americans who were, you know, the cooler king who was fucking cool. Fuck you, I don't give a shit. I'll oh, do what I want. Yes. And James Garner, I'll get you whatever you need. Yes. The Brits who were, all right, we've got this plan, this, this. We've got it together. We are going to fucking work this like mad. Right. Beautiful. Worked. Be- but that is how... World War II really ran in regards to those groups. You know, you had um, Australians? <laughs> Sorry, and that's no insult to Australia. That's more James Coburn being about as Australian huh. as Dick Van Dyke was Cockney. Yeah. Like, really, James? That's your Australian. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's our tribute to <laughs> that is our brothers accent. in arms from Australia. Yeah. 
And I'm going to say, is someone <laughs> making this picture mad at Australia? <laughs> or is it just curious. like we are just banking on the fact that at the time Australia was so far away, nobody in the U.S. has ever met someone from Australia. Yeah, but so it literally have, could it doesn't be, matter. Oh, you yeah. could have been from fucking Neptune. Uh-huh, that like, guy's not from that's Australia. That's not a real accent at all. That's not even, I don't know what that is. I don't, <laughs> that's yeah. just James Coburn. Yeah. Just just be James Coburn. Come on, man. Yeah. You've got an amazing voice. We'll, we'll, we'll pretend it's like um, Hunt for Red October. And yeah. One minute you'll just start speaking English and we'll just say, well, that's yeah. Australian. Yeah, that's that's what Winky it is. Winky face. Winky face, exactly. Right. I love everything about that movie. And what, what was so great to me about Great Escape is how they built up for, I forget the character's name, but it's uh, Attenborough. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this badass is coming. This, and then he shows up and it's like, that is the most British-looking, like, <laughs> shopkeep I've ever seen. The least threatening, least imposing. But then you realize, oh, yeah. this motherfucker knows stuff. Yeah. And Great Escape really hammers home the uh, the job of the POW is to attempt to escape and disrupt shit as much as you can. And how within five minutes of being in that camp, there were like three escape attempts. Right. Just immediately like, and, and they were like, eh, it's what we do. Hey, like they said in um, Grand Illusion. Yeah. Uh, prison camps are made to be escaped. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're built to, for you to try and escape. This is, this is what we're going to do. And there was a little more hostility between the, uh, the, the, the guards and the prisoners and that because- well, by World, that time. <laughs> yeah, World War II was a little more of an, you know, you had built in the mechanized side of it. You'd seen the, the results rampant of that, yeah. fucking death of World War I, and you knew how awful that was. Yeah. So when they showed up, it was a little less, oh, come right this way and have dinner. It's like, you motherfuckers yeah. are going to follow the fucking rules. We are going to be yeah. as German as can goddamn be with you people. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's goddamn on. Uh, and, but Terrifying. I still think the great how great it was to have you know the the American you know Steve Mc, Steve McQueen represents America in about every way possible in that where it's like <laughs> yes yeah fucking cool being here bouncing a baseball off the wall fuck it is what I do that's right yeah I'm the, the cooler baseball. king we invented this too yeah I'm yeah. the cooler king yeah I'll sit in here yeah. don't give a shit doesn't matter doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all amazing but the 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 british cast in that was super donald pleasance breaks your fucking oh, yeah. heart yeah. Ugh. and then when the tunnel wasn't long and i was like shh although i will say my another group that, that gets a lot of shit in world war 2 are the french and it's like oh they surrender this and like oh, no, no they got fucking jacked in a way that, that there is no historical anything for it they basically woke up one day and was like, wait, there. <laughs> it's Eddie Izzard as the, the, the British in uh, the, the British bad guys in World War, in uh, Star Wars. It's the rebels, sir. They're here. <laughs> it's, it's the Germans. They're right. fucking here. Yeah. It was unprecedented. Just put them on a train, whip around their biggest line of defense, and take the shit. And they just woke up and was like, shit. Right. Oh, we are. Well, what are these people going to do? Yeah. Oh, what What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What do you mean you're working with them? Yeah. Oh. They're not us. Fuck. What? Are you, what? <laughs> and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Done. When Coburn, I believe, ends up in France, mm. and he goes to that cafe, and the people are like, come over here. Come here. Duck. And then, destroy the Germans. Get on it. Out yeah. we go. Like, 
fantastic because like I have a cousin who's like my parents age a little older a little bit older grew up in France right knew people who were French resistance you don't say a word against French France France and World War II around him because he fucking knows yeah and you really you get into all that shit that really went down and it's it's amazing. Be glad the French have the pill they do. Yeah. We wouldn't be a country without that pill. Yeah. Yes. Uh, America especially. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like... Yeah, America more we than... We want you to be a country? Uh-huh. Not really, but we mm. fucking hate them. Yeah. Fucking British. Okay. What do you guys need? Done. Ships? Done. Done. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> As a... <laughs> Uh, I am here to have sex with all of your women right away. Yeah. And thanks, in part to our debt of gratitude to General Lafayette. (laughs) Yep. Because America don't exist without France, and we need to start fucking recognizing that. If you're you're young enough to not know that Mm -hmm. and listening to this show, what are you doing? Yeah. Read a book, motherfucker. Read a motherfucking book. Yeah, but yeah, Great Escape is one of those that is, it's a type of movie that we can't really make anymore. I know, uh, I remember watching that, uh, God Lord, when was that? I was a teenager, I think. Dude, I- And I'd heard about, oh, well, Great Escape, Great Escape, it's really good. I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. Does it have, does it have monsters in it? Yeah. Because it doesn't, who gives a shit? Yeah. Are there and, titties or monsters in it? Yeah, titty no. monsters. There's no women at all in it. What? Oh. What? Whatever. Oh, fuck ever. I'm good. And I watched it on a Sunday afternoon and- yeah. On cable. Yeah. Completely engaged. I'd I'd seen it a couple of times because I had uh, geography and social studies teachers in middle school who would show it all the time. So I watched it, you know. wow. And I didn't even remember what the name of the movie was, but I remembered the scene where they made the vodka Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how great that was. I think it was the Irish who were like, let's let's see what you got there. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that... The 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 little snatches of real life that you see throughout that of oh yeah. it's Fourth of July so we're we're making a we're buying Garner got hold of every fucking potato in the camp and made some fucking bathtub vodka yeah the best kind of vodka mm. um, but yeah Great Escape is we would you think you know oh well Ocean's Eleven happened well that happened because those particular actors wanted to work together yeah. and do something that cool the scope of Great Escape would be prohibitively expensive nowadays. Oh, yes. Because it is, you know, the big names, the established names from the biggest markets putting in this massive, like, three-and-a-half-hour-long fucking epic that is stem to stern, thoroughly engaging, amazing film. I mean... Oh, it's amazing. I don't know how else to put it. It's it's, it's the goddamn great escape. It, It nails it in every way it can. Um... And then you shift to another, a less pleasant prisoner of war experience that happened in World War II uh, in the bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah, yeah. That's um, feel-good hit. <laughs> holy shit. Holy shit. The Japanese did not fuck around one little goddamn bit. No. Uh, and I, th- what's, what was so weird is I remember being like, oh, the class is bullshit. I've, no, the officer, oh, you're an officer. You don't want to. And then you really look at it, and it's like, no, 
The officers are the ones who know and understand their men. They're the ones who yeah. everyone else is trained to listen to. You let them. The, Alec Guinness gets out of the hot box, comes out, and looks at what they're doing. Like, yeah, we have to trash all this. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You guys fucked up because you didn't fucking listen to me. Yeah. And how at the end, what I liked about that was how by the end, Alec, it was such. It's such a male movie because who def- who's the last line of defense of the bridge? Alec, Alec it, I built this fucking bridge. It is gonna goddamn stay. It, that is that is one of those dead as a dude movie. <laughs> yes, it is. In every way that a movie can be a dude Just movie. Leave. What? Yeah. Fuck. No. 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 Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. I no, have no, 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 a no, no, point no. to make. Yeah. You're gonna die. I don't care. Yeah. I have a point to make. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I think I just explained being a man. Yeah. Yes. The foot, you need to watch uh, Inside Out. The foot is down. Repeat, the foot is down. Good job, fellas. Good job, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, then, and oh, Have you seen Unbreak- uh, Unbroken? No. No? That's one that I want to see, but I've read enough about what happened and that fucking Japanese guard... Dude, the, I know the, nothing. Okay, about. The, okay, you you know what it's about. Basically, yes, I know right? about that. Okay. But I mean, the, the Japanese itself, prisoner or war guard yeah. uh, is was listed as like one of the ten most wanted war criminals after World War II, and basically that, that's saying something. Uh, yeah, you're climbing uh, the charts. He used to practice judo on a prisoner who needed, I believe, who had a, a either an appendix, either had a appendicitis or a, a hernia, and would practice judo. He had one wow. guy that. Every day for like three weeks, had an appointment at five o'clock to come and get punched in the face. Um, Barbarian. Yeah. When you see that guy holding up, you know, the poster of him holding that railroad yeah. tie up, he, sa- he basically says, hold that up. If he, if he lets it down, shoot him. And makes him hold it for oh, like a half an hour. Shit. And then punched him in the stomach. Yeah. And that guy... Um, when there was the uh, the Nagano Olympics, mm-hmm. they had the American come, and they yeah. wanted to arrange a thing where, because this guy got, the thing that gets left out of the movie is, he was one of the people that was saved by Billy Graham afterwards, mm-hmm. because he was a, understandably an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, and the, they, they wanted to do a thing, he had forgiven the guy, and they wanted to, to do, get them together at the, you know, for, mm-hmm. and the Japanese guy was like, no, no. And because life is so fair, he... Uh, he was like, I, I was just doing my duty, blah, blah, blah. He he hid out for years until he was finally able to, you know, come out and live in, retired a rich, like a millionaire from real estate. Sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that is, apparently it is just like uh, Olympic medalist, plane gets shot down, survives in the ocean for like 40 days and gets picked up by the Japanese and then fucking tortured because the... The, the head of the camp was like, oh, all, everyone knew this is the Olympic medalist. Oh, my God, it's great. And he was like, oh, you simply being here is, to quote American law enforcement nowadays, a challenge to my authority. And so oh. he set out to just beat the shit out of him every chance he got. Wow. Yeah, it Where's is. Where's that guy's movie? Yeah, yeah. Where's him? Uh, all of that, and then he, he the, it just ends with him dying uh, a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, just call it life's life's a motherfucker. <laughs> we just called breaker. Yeah, breaker. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Ugh. Now, what's interesting when it comes to the prisoner of war movies? Uh, do you have any of the old timey ones Mm-mm. that need to be? 
when it came to prisoner war movies around the 80s, America went bonkers. Oh, <laughs> America went bug fucking nuts. Missing in action. Missing in action. Yes. Missing in action too. Braddock. What was it? What was the the second one was like Braddock's something or other. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't what remember. It Rambo First Blood Part Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now here's what I love about. We're going to start with Rambo and then we'll go to the other ones okay. here because Rambo First Blood Part Two is um, the ultimate Cold War warrior movie because oh, yeah. as I re- it is about an American saving. Vietnamese POWs in Vietnam and beating Russians. Yes. It is literally just a stew of everything. And it's one of those where it was like, you know, 11 years after world uh, Vietnam war ended. Yeah. And there's still POWs in Vietnam. And that was one where I remember there was all of these like, Oh no, some of the missing in actions are still being held prisoner. They're still being Mm -hmm. held, which doesn't make any sense. 11 years later, we are still going to have this camp where we keep these Americans alive and torture them. I mean, they may be alive somewhere, but... Yeah. Is it this organized? Yeah. Is, is it, it this easy to find? Is it, Or is it like that Japanese guy who uh, was alone on that island for like 35 years right. and still thought World War II was happening yeah. until his commanding officer was flown there personally to tell you may him. yeah relieve him of duty i'm relieving you of duty you realize wars don't last this long Do you read anything <laughs> yeah there might be some offshoot camp in the middle of goddamn nowhere that had been forgotten entirely maybe yeah. and they are literally oh, self-sustaining making their own ammunition sure. like we have not heard from command in 11 <laughs> years that's a thing that happens so yes of course we're going to continue running this right. camp it's granted it could have happened could have i'm not saying it didn't but it could have happened rambo him going it's like we're i'm saving these because bo- that was such an because vietnam was not a tie no. According as as Kevin Klein said, Vietnam was very much more of a forfeit. The U.S. just going like, oh, you know, mercy rule. We've been doing this too long with no clear winner. We're just we're leaving. Yeah, yeah. We Thanks, greatly 60s. underestimated what this was going to be. Yeah, and it's one where that, that's what fucking because part of it is we know. Turns out I can't shoot you <laughs> with political triangulation. So yeah, I've got to go. Mm-hmm. And it's one that I think part of the reason why Americans don't want to admit that is because of not just because, oh, we always want to win, we're winners, we're bro. It's because we have had we had so many kids whose lives were ended and ruined by that war that we don't want to say, well, you know, that was uh, sorry guys. No. We're calling it in. We're we're calling it a day. We don't want to do that. And it's understandable because I've known so many people who went through that shit. You know, it's like, you don't want to fuck, but, and so Vietnam for the longest time through the eighties was, that was America. Like we're dealing with this shit now. Now granted it was 10 years later. So there was enough distance that we could do that, but we're, we're, we're dealing with this shit. And the big thing is the prisoners. We're going to send Rambo Rambo before Rambo was Rambo. Yeah. When he was just a unhinged, Maniac. Maniac. Um, yeah. Knife-wielding maniac yeah. with a Jade Buddha necklace. Uh-huh. Which, but let's be honest, the cops were total bags of dicks in that. Oh, total. So sort of deserved what, what, what happened to them a little bit, especially David Carradine. Uh, not David Carradine, David Caruso. 
Yeah. At Cacklin' Ginger Maniac. And uh, Mr. Starrett <coughs> Jr. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. cuz. Mm-hmm. Thanks for punching him right in the face. But with Rambo First Blood Part 2, mm-hmm. it was that... Is there anything that was more American? Like, yes, there are still prisoners there, and we have a one-man fucking death machine. Yep. Who has... How American is that? The smallest most powerful explosives imaginable on the tips of his arrows that he uses to bring down Chopper 5 and the morning uh, zoo crew. Yes, yes. Because the helicopters... That they, <laughs> back in those days, the only, like, the only movies that had anything close to realistic military shit in it were like Top Gun, where like, we are totally in bed with the military. Right. Everything else, it was like... They what, made up for that in Rambo 3. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> wow, you got... Is that you a... You complain f- about the helicopters? Well, fucking show them. Was that an Apache? Holy shit. Yeah, where it, it was literally... Hey, wait, that we got the... Uh, we got the the traffic chopper from the local radio station. Yeah. We're just going to paint it green. Right. There it is. The army. Go. I mean, but yeah, Rambo First Blood Part 2 is <laughs> absolute fucking madness because it represents, that was one that was not done just to pay tribute because there was, granted, some tribute paid in that, you know. Uh, After a fashion, yeah. which was much, was that the was that the one? All we wanted was for us for our country to love us as much as we loved it, or was that in First Blood? I think that was First Blood. First Blood, yeah. I can't even get a job parking cars, right? Drive, like over there, I can drive a tank. Yeah. yeah, and that that right there, if you look at it, so far as the actual American experience of Vietnam, yes. it is it is Rambo, it is yeah, First Blood, is. it Absolutely. really is because it's this fuck. Yeah, I, I get treated like shit when I come back. I was doing a fucking Political duty. Forces turned an entire culture against what I was doing. Yeah, or at least part of it. Mm-hmm. Enough of it. Yeah, yeah. To where I I didn't want to go here. I was drafted mm-hmm. against my will to go fight this bullshit war yeah. that politicians concocted. Mm-hmm. And, and so- after these motherfucking liars send me over there, uh-huh. and I watch all my friends die. Uh-huh. I get come. I get shipped back here. And people spit on me. Yeah. Fucking wrap your head around that. Yeah. Yeah. As bullshit as... Anything. As anything can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Think of that. Well, it's like the best line from MASH when... Uh, damn it. Dago Reb uh, Mulcahy is sitting there and uh, Houlihan, I don't know how a man like that rises to the rank of officer in the U.S. Army. He was drafted. <laughs> it's right. just the common... He was drafted. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, conscripted guy who ended up being real good at it, and yeah. then, and, and it really again, those movies again highlight the criminal fucking failure of our government to bring people back in. Uh, oh, now the, you're back. Yeah. Okay. Well, Thanks for uh, doing that. We're gonna treat you like absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hurt, are you? Oh, well, yeah. you know, did teach you, a man to fish and all that. Did you see any of the John Stewart stuff with Obama on on the Daily Show where they were talking about the VA hospital and Obama's, Well, we've done better. We've given care. And John Stewart's like, no, you really. And it got testy for a second. Good, good. Because actually, the best line from John Stewart was when they talked about the IRS thing with targeting conservative groups, and Obama said, "Well, that never happened." And that never happened. And basically what that was, it was because was Congress passed a crummy law and they just had to deal with it. And John Stewart's reply was, wow, you really do have one year left. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> never happened. Really? So the fact that the Justice Department, okay. But 
Oh, evidently War Torn. The folks that did War Torn did another movie called Alive Day, mm-hmm. which is um, a, the, which is what is referred to when a soldier is badly wounded, like losing arms and legs. Right. The day that happens, but they're still alive. That's your Alive Day. Okay. And it is talking to soldiers who are going through that who've come home, and it's like, okay, well, here's a, an okay leg, and uh, we will talk to you later. See, see, that's one of those things... How we treat our veterans, A. B, uh, I think when I get out of the Senate and or whatever, uh, I, I don't get a lifetime salary. Yeah. Until you hear a politician say, I'm going to do one of, one, and excuse me, both of these things. Yeah. Take better care of our vets. Mm-hmm. I mean, a thousandfold. Yeah. And then I'm going to pass a bill where we cannot raise our fucking salary, uh-huh. and then when we're out of office, that's it. Mm-hmm. We don't get paid for the rest of our lives. Yeah. For the rest of their lives. Yep. And get free health care for the rest. My dad was promised uh, with his career in the military that he would get free health care for the rest of his life. And uh, no. boy, they keep changing that one on him a lot. Boy, they move those goalposts a bunch. Those two things. That's yeah. all. I've, when that's I all, hear yeah. one person yeah. say, I don't give a shit what party they are. Yeah. I'm no, going to take care of these two things. Uh-huh. Until I hear that, yeah. I don't believe a fucking word any of you are saying about yep. anything. Nope. As you well you f- shouldn't. The sky's blue. I'm going to go fucking check. Yeah. Yeah. Ted check. Cruz. I don't uh-huh. give a shit. Yeah. Don't yep. care. Yep. Ooh, yep. that burns my it ass. It really does. That, that thing really yeah. chaps my ass, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's of course. Yeah, and then oh yeah, we're we're gonna get, we're gonna send you back. You gotta do this oh, like fuck, fuck you, you prick, you <sighs> prick. Uh, but then of course, um, that is one that that there is discussion about the vali- oh my god, war, you know. Then, and then you get into oh, it's Braddock missing a- Braddock. missing in action part two. That's it. Now missing in action, I don't remember the first one very well, but I don't think it had much to do with missing or. Action. Action. It was a back in the U.S. type thing. He was a guy who'd yeah. been MIA. Who blah, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. Missing in Action 2. Two. Braddock. Missing in Action 2. He didn't go back. That was him when he was a POW. Oh, see, that's how yeah. long I've seen that. Uh-huh. Long, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. It has. I, I, I just remember that because I have strong memories of sitting up at night going like, oh, Ch- Chuck Norris movie, sure. Right. Yes, I'll watch this. Sure. And it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's long. It's one of those things where it's called Braddock missing in action too. It's what you fucking well should expect. It's no breaker breaker. Yeah, if you see that movie and don't like it, you should have seen a different movie because mm-hmm. it's exactly what it, it purports to be, and it shows you know the the stereotypical Vietnamese like in the, the the prisoner of war camps where it's you know right. all that shit going on. I just ugh. well, they're not heroes. No, no. Hey, no. you know what? I, I like the people that weren't caught, weren't captured. You know, and actually, there's only been one statement that was dickier than that about John McCain, <laughs> and that was when Senator Al Franken said, as far as I'm concerned, he sat the war out. Ooh, that's worse. That's a fucking direct quote that's from worse. Senator Al Franken. That's worse. Yeah, he that's got worse. captured. He wasn't in the action. As far as I'm concerned, I he no sat the war out. I'm fan of John McCain uh-uh. at all. But uh, a little more respect for have a little respect. Yeah, I mean, who knows what may or may not have happened and why he was there, what he uh-huh. did. But I, don't, I don't fucking know that. Yeah, I do know that. I'll just give him the benefit of the doubt and say respect. Yes, for that. Everything else. Yeah. Now, have you seen Empire of the Sun? Mm-mm. 
fantastic movie. Uh, uh, John Malkovich is in it, and he talked about uh, his. Uh, he was on Saturday Night Live once, and he talked about his grandmother going to see his movies. Like, Grandma didn't see this. Uh, then I was in uh, Empire of the Sun, which was directed by the Jewish boy. Steven Spielberg, which is like, yes, that is what John Malkovich is old enough. That is what, oh, that's that movie directed by that Jewish boy. Right. Empire of the Sun follows Christian Bale as a child. Uh, taken, he's a, a sort of civilian uh, POW in Japan. Uh, well, I think I may have seen part of this on yeah. cable. And it's not so much that he's a prisoner of war, it's more that he is uh, sort of interred in a camp. Right. Uh, hmm. Which means that there are now more movies about white people being interned in camps during uh, World War II than the Japanese. The Japanese um, being interned. There is a great moment from an episode of the of Community that was done on Yahoo Screen, right. us, where um, Chang, who is the um, Ken Jung from uh, the Hangover movies, yeah. gets cast in the the school play version of uh, of um, uh, oh God! Of the Karate Kid, and he gets cast <laughs> as Miyagi, and and Jason Manzukis right. is the director, and he's like, "You were going to do this again until you get it right, you soulless waste of a life forgotten by God." Type shit. He is totally uh, whiplashing him, right? And uh, they cast a girl as Daniel, and she's tired of how he gets treated, and so she's like, "You can either treat him better, or I'm quitting. Fine, quit, but but I'm the lead." You think Daniel LaRusso is the lead? Hayoki uh, Miyagi, whose wife died giving childbirth in an internment camp while he was over fighting in World War II? <laughs> He's the hero of the story. And they go into, and you focus on the heartbreak of Miyagi. Right. And right. it turns into this beautiful story where if you focus on the whole scene where he is drunk, right, and you really is- listen to what he's saying, it's like, Oh, uh, Miyagi! Oh, oh, wife, give her. There was no doctor in the camp, right. and it took so long that they. That's the one thing I love about George Takei. What he's doing right now is, yeah, he's banging that drum because it's a drum that, first off, he knows firsthand pretty fucking well, and it's a drum that a lot of people are kind of content to pretend doesn't exist. Sure. Oh no, have the Germans it. too. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't do this. No, no. that didn't happen. No. But the internment. Is it barely even taught in schools? But native born, yeah, Japanese. Now uh-huh. that's it. Yeah, yeah. You are you were born in POWs. this country. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if, you, if uh, people know about this as much, uh-huh. but um, thousands of German POWs, POWs, yeah. however, uh-huh. were brought not not just because your last name was Beck, where yeah. you rounded up, uh-huh. like what happened to the Japanese, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Thousands of Germans, POWs, shipped to America and tr- in camps and, and treated like king, not kings, but by comparison, fed, fed better than yeah. Americans reading at the time. Yeah, by comparison to what we did to the Japanese, oh, we're treated wow, like yeah. fucking royalty. Of course. Yeah. Um, but and I love that Takei is doing that, that he's pushing it and he's making sure people know. And how about we get a fucking movie? How about we get you know? a goddamn movie following that shit? So that people can, because it's not real to Americans unless it's on a TV or a movie. Look, what they're (laughs) focusing on now, Jim, yes, is (laughs) is Clarence uh, Clarence Thomas. Okay, that whole uh, we'll call it controversy Uh that happened during uh, his his uh, confirmation. 
I remember a movie about that, the, and that's very important. Yeah, very important time in history. Yeah, for people that didn't live through that, uh, experience it on a daily basis, know anything about it. Mm-hmm. That way, for the people, younger people that have no context for that, yeah, they can uh, be fed the information yeah. of what happened. Told what to think and all that. Yeah. I'm willing you know, to bet. About how he sold out an entire race. Yep. Right, Clarence? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't believe that, by the way. Oh, no, That's no. just what the uh, producers of this film might. Yeah. Just going to take a fucking stab, yeah, take in, a the stab in the dark and, and say, maybe. that's what we're going for. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's Something about Uncle Tom something. Yeah. Ugh. But... I would love to see a, because talk about prisoner of war. Yeah, Amer- Japanese Americans were prisoners. Yes. George talking about, like, I remember my mother in tears when a man in a military, an American military uniform oh. came to our front door and made us leave. And I had a suitcase, and I thought we were camping because we had to sleep in a horse stall that night. Yeah. So I thought Son we were camping like. bitch, Republican fuck. president, right? Yeah. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That fucking Roosevelt. Um, hold on. What? Are you sure he's Republican? Oh, yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Racist? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, no, it was, he was, he was a Democrat, but it was a different time. Oh. So, you know, different time, it's acceptable. No problem. Yeah. That, and when, that clears it up. And when Takei talks about, uh, I forget what the article within the, uh, there was one where, th- that's where the name Allegiance comes from for yeah. his play. There was one bit in a, in a form that Japanese had to sign. Japanese Americans had to sign. Do you swear allegiance to the United States and forswear allegiance to the Emperor of Japan? So it was assumed that we were, <laughs> were loyal, loyal to him. To the Emperor of Japan. Up front. It's like, God damn. Going through and that's a story. I was born here. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. My name is George. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. Nope. Nope. Don't buy it. Because I'd watch that shit. I'd go and watch I'd it. I would see. It. Wow, this is this is a fucking moving story that we need to know because, sure. again, too many Americans don't get it and they don't understand how bad it was. Because, yeah, you didn't have shit like pregnant women dying because there's no doctor there. Right. It's kind of like the, uh, um, the the movie The Killing Fields with, mm, yes. uh, oh, God, I've forgotten the, the actor's name who, uh, who I think won an Oscar for being in it. Uh, okay, I'm looking it up because I'm not going to. I knew it. The, the little lady? <laughs> No, the guy. The uh, guy. The guy. Hold on. Uh, oh, the Killing Fields. Where, damn it, the Killing Fields. Uh, Hang Noir. Hang S. Noir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Hang S. Noir. You want to talk about a guy whose life story needs to be told because he died in America because some fucking gangs in the area didn't like that he was trying to fix shit. He was taken in by the Khmer Rouge mm. and had to let his wife die. Because if he had saved her life, they would have known he was a doctor and killed both of them. God. And so, yeah, you want to talk about shit needs a story? Dr. Hangus Noir, he needs a fucking story told about him. Uh, because that motherfucker deserves it. Uh, but yeah, he popped up in, um, uh, was it Heaven and Earth, the Oliver Stone? Mm-hmm. Which, holy shit, that was a powerful one. Oh my God, that was a powerful one. Um, all Oliver Stone stuff about Vietnam is like you need to watch because that motherfucker understands it. Um, but there needs to be a greater uh, understanding of 
not just the population. Because World War II, yeah, there was no question Japan pulled us into that fight. Oh, yeah. Japan started shit with us. However, the treatment of Japanese Americans is is just stomach-churningly disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. And it's something that we desperately need our kids to understand because they don't. It's one of those things where it's like... Uh, Chris Rock talks about all that they, all the kids learn about Black History is Martin Luther King. Right. All that we learn about World War II is Hitler and the Holocaust. Which yes, yes, yes we do need to know. Yeah, but we also got to understand there's a lot of other shit that was going on there. Stalin, it's like everything fucking else, Nan King, yeah. shit like that. You need to like everything else. We're yeah. we're not one or the other. Yeah, this yeah. this kind of um, I'll just use him because he's. Uh, affordable shorthand for what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. The Sean Hannity, America's great, we never did anything wrong, even though I know Sean doesn't believe that. Right. I'm just using that. Right, that kind of jingoistic... That kind of, we're yeah. the greatest country on earth. Uh-huh. We've, we know, we, yeah, we've done some bad things, but our 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 better angels are stronger than our demons. And yeah. maybe they are. Yeah. I don't know, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're just like every other group of people on the planet yeah. that are um, an odd mixture of kindness and cruelty. Yeah. And sometimes we're cruel and sometimes we're kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But people should get the whole fucking picture. It is yeah. not America's based on slavery and patriarchy, nonsense, and imperialism. So is well, every single country in the planet. Yeah. So and now we're here and we're trying to fix that shit. How do we fix it? Yeah. I'm, I'm well, not on that crowd, and I'm yeah. not in the weird. It's divine piece of paper. It's the Constitution. It's mm. a miracle given to us by God. Really? Speaking really? of, God there's gave a us that? dude. There's a Kurt Cameron documentary. What? Yes. Oh, there's a lot of Kurt Cameron movies <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> I've started so. watching them. It is amazing. This right. one's called Monumental, where he explores the Christian roots of America, and it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It is fascinating because it's basically we. The founding fathers—they're like, no, oh, they thought the founding fathers were deists. Then why is the why did Congress put out these Bibles? Mm. It's not that the founding fathers were deists. It's that, um, what is the name for the type of democracy that we have in America? Secular. It's a Jeffersonian. Jeffersonian? It's more that that guy who kind of wrote all of it, yeah, was leaning more in that direction. My favorite statement about a politician is something Obama said. Uh, where he said um, there was a, a a dinner at the White House that was all of these political thinkers brilliant, and he said, "This is the greatest collection of political minds that have ever eaten in the in the White House, with the exception of when Thomas Jefferson dined alone." <laughs> like <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much, yes, yeah. yes. Uh huh. I mean, but it, it's fascinating. Oh, the Kirk Cameron documentary. Great, because there's a whole lot of fucking shots on his face. Wow. <laughs> Just a lot wow. of him thinking. His face is front and center all the time. It's beautiful. Wow. Okay. He does not seem like a guy I'd want to have a conversation with. <laughs> <laughs> He'd never know, though. He'd no, know. he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Hello, Kirk. How are you? Mm. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's one of those things. Again, I am of the thought that no, the, the Constitution is great because it allows for change. Yeah, and it allows for us to become what we should be. Um, I also lean very much towards it allows us unprecedented freedom, and everything that is done with it needs to err on the side of giving us that freedom. Right. It needs to be reserved. That's why the Fourteenth Amendment. 
everything uh, 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 everything not enumerated here actually it's the tenth amendment everything not enumerated in here goes to the yeah. states and the people mm-hmm. so if it's not listed here it's not a charter of negative liberties no it's not it's 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 a charter that restricts what the government can do that's it that's it that's what we're doing and, and I, if God did it hey yeah. um my hat's off to you big yeah. guy yeah thank and you and if just some Relatively smart individuals got together and yeah. did that. Well, that's good too. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. How about it's both yeah. good? And how about we look at, and again, through learning it's history. It's both good. It's both good. It's yeah. A, hmm. Yeah. That's why when you have. Three beers. Yeah. You look at the uh, the statements, you, you look at internment, and then you have, uh, who is that Jagoff who said, uh, yeah, we need to have camps for, uh, for dissidents uh, Wesley and extremists? Clark. Yeah, Wesley Clark. Shut the fuck up, General Clark. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and read a book, you piece of shit. The uh, fact that he said that out loud yeah. and the immediate response wasn't, you're not allowed to talk in public anymore. <laughs> well, that's Wesley Clark. Yeah, yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. The you danger know. you just fucking uttered. I'd say opportunist, but I can't say Dick Morris that many times. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. Mm. But yeah, that's the shit. You learn it. You learn the history so you keep it from happening because everything has happened before. Yes. It's just happening in Nothing a new under the sun different ratio. way now. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. So, ideas are only displaced. They're never destroyed. Exactly. So, I think a movie about the internment would be great. Yes. Now, we're trying to say. I believe next week on this, we are doing movie number two, which is The Seven Samurai. Now, Hope's family's coming in on Friday, and they're either leaving Saturday night or Sunday. Most likely it'll be Sunday. Not sure when. Seven Samurai, in case you're unaware, is a long movie. How long we talk? Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Cause I'll we... play this. <laughs> Son of a bitch, we'll have big fun on the motherfucking bayou. I am holding it right now. It is. Let me make sure. It is spine number two. And by the way, we are watching my movies in spine number. It is two hundred and seven minutes. Oh, yes. So, uh, and if you look at, I believe the movie itself is split over two discs. Oh no, no, it's oh, disc two, the film part two. Yeah, it's three. It's a three disc set with the disc one and two. Now, I am not averse to mayhap splitting this over two days. We may, yeah, yeah. Like you know, sometime during the week, come over, we'll watch the first disc, and another time, watch. It. So, um, let me give you. Hold on, I'm going to grab again. All right. You just, you just want me to play more Steve Austin. Yes, I do. Jambalaya, crawfish pie, and filet gumbo. <laughs> All right, so what our, our, our plan for movies is. So this week we did Grand Illusion and Prisoner of War movies. Next week we're doing Seven Samurai and the films that are based off of it. Good you Lord, know. that's a lot. Well, no, because, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're looking at what... Um, uh, Three Amigos, Magnificent Seven, Three Amigos, Bugs Life, and there might be others, but Maybe. we're at least those. The next week is Hitchcock's The Lady Vanishes. <laughs> the next week, Francois Truffaut's 400 blo- Blows. Blues. The next week, John Woo's The Killer. Yeah. The next week, John Woo's Hard Boiled. Yeah. The next week, The Long Good Friday. Finally. The next week, Silence of the Lambs. And serial killer movies. So yeah. those shits is coming up in that order. Right. So that'll be Settle fun. in. Yeah, settle in, motherfuckers. That's what's coming. 
Uh, and then bear in mind, I have 52. And by the time this comes out, I will have at least 53 because Moonrise Kingdom is coming out on Criterion in September. Right. So we're going to have at least 53. Right. Um, who yeah. knows? They might have more that I like. So that is what's coming up uh, in the next few weeks. And I think, unless I'm wrong, no. I think that woo, sums us up pretty well. We want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you would like, you may send us an email at thefilmthugs at gmail.com or at thugquestions at gmail.com. That's where we won't know the question until we're actually answering it on the air. So you're going to hear us with no planning go off the top of the dome, as it were. Mm. Um, also, check out the Life Masters. I'm probably going to launch one of those this week. We need some out there. Um, also... We are at www.thefilmthugs.com. You can check that out and hit up some of our sponsors. Um, you can go to uh, Facebook and Twitter. Both of those are The Film Thugs. You can call us at 512-666-RANT. We'll play that audio clip next time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the underscore film underscore thugs on Skype. I think that sums it up. And until next week. Don't waste my motherfucking time. Saxophone solos are the fucking worst. <laughs>